welcome to the Spiritual Nomad Podcast, a space for the spiritually curious to explore faith in new and meaningful ways. Open your heart and mind and journey with your host, Luke Bricker, into greater spiritual freedom. Hello everyone, Luke here, and I want to talk to you for just a few moments about deconstruction and really answer the question, is deconstruction evil? The answer is maybe. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I think the point is, like with many things, that depends on us. That depends on where we're at. That depends on where we're going. That depends on our own journey. It really depends on a lot of different factors. And deconstruction is something that has been popular for some years now, but really over the past five years, it's really become a prominent sort of understanding in our faith tradition of Christianity. A lot of people are entering to the path of deconstruction, and that is frankly bringing a lot of fear to a lot of people who are more conservative Christians, people who are more into apologetics. It is making a lot of people nervous to think about other people or even themselves entering into a stage of deconstruction in their life. And one of the things that I've heard in Christian circles is the question, is deconstruction fundamentally evil? Is it wrong? Is it harmful? Is it the evidence of just a backslidden culture and generation? And I would say that what happens to you through a deconstruction largely depends on who you are, where you're at, and also depends largely on what you are deconstructing. So many of us have different narratives. We have different stories. We've grown up in different traditions, in different sort of uh, laws within our own respective denominations and cultures. And so what we are going to be deconstructing is going to be vastly different from person to person. I've walked with people through a deconstruction just simply of church and ecclesiological deconstruction. Just rethinking, are we really supposed to be tithing? Are we really supposed to be going to church? Are we supposed to go to church on Sunday? Why don't we do church on Saturday if we really come from the Jewish tradition? Um, people really thinking through church in a lot of ways and deconstructing church in vast ways. One of the lowest hanging fruit is people's deconstruction of uh, the mega church movement. And so that is one aspect of deconstruction. Another aspect of deconstruction comes in a sort of theological deconstruction. They begin to ask questions about hell. They begin to really look at the afterlife. They begin to look at the modes and functions. Maybe you grew up in a reformed tradition and you're questioning some of the tulip, the Calvinistic ideas. Maybe you're deconstructing some of the things and narratives that has been handed to you as truth through your spiritual formation, whether you are younger or older, whenever that might have been, a theological deconstruction. Uh, the third aspect of deconstruction that I see a lot is an experiential deconstruction. Maybe you grew up in more of a charismatic faith, a more charismatic expression, and you're deconstructing the things that happened to you. Maybe you spoke in tongues at a young age, and now you're deconstructing that even notion of what happened to me then. Maybe you fell over by some sort of presence, and you're wondering, was that just an emotional thing? Was that a hype? Was that essentially uh, like being at a concert? And I felt like raising my hands because everyone was raising their hands. And those are really the three sort of pieces of the triangle that I see of the deconstruction movement. The church ecclesiological deconstruction, the theological deconstruction about notions of God and belief, and then also experiential, the very personal ideas of deconstruction. And so if it's evil or not, 
is really neither here nor there because what if you are deconstructing very poor ideas about who you are and your own experiences? Maybe you were manipulated. Maybe you were actually part of something that was very harmful and destructive to you as an individual in your formation, not only as a spiritual being, but as a being that lives and moves in the world. How has those ideas impacted and influenced and maybe even stifled some of your growth and development as a person? Maybe that does need to be deconstructed. One thing's for sure about deconstruction is anyone who helped create formation in your life is going to feel threatened by your deformation of that idea. And so don't be surprised, don't be shocked if you are someone who is going through a deconstruction when people around you begin to be very nervous, very skeptical and scared and accuse, accusing you of many things, of heresy and all sorts of things. Don't be surprised about that. Uh, and also too, if you're watching this and a loved one is going through a sort of deconstruction and you're wondering, are they okay? Are they on the right path? Are they really doing the right thing? Um, this is an opportunity for you to also look within and say, what is it about my life that I am projecting onto this other individual that they have to live up to a particular standard that I have adopted for myself because of even my own formation from someone else? And so if deconstruction is evil or not, I really think gives it to the point of where are we going? Who are we becoming? Where are we moving into, not necessarily where we are leaving, but where are we going? And I will say, in deconstruction, there is this space of liminality, of uncertainty, unsurety, and I want to tell you that that place in the desert is okay, because that is where true identity is formed, that is where true autonomy is formed. And if we really want to look into Christian faith, we can see that Jesus, after he was baptized and the heavens opened and the spirit descended on him like a dove, that the first thing that happened after an identity was given to him is sort of breaking from a previous identity of a carpenter's son who was a uh, practicing Jew who was someone who lived in a very specific cultural time. There was a breaking of that at the baptism of Jesus and an entering into a new identity, a new understanding that was empowered by the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so I would even say, if deconstruction is evil, I'm not sure that's the question. I would say, is God ordaining something new in our life through this deconstruction? What is God actually inviting us into? Because some could say that Jesus, after his baptism, it was bad that he was leaving a lot of his understandings of his own faith. He would then afterwards in his ministry go on to even deny his own mother who was calling for him at one of his gatherings. But my point with this is that Jesus went into the wilderness. He went into the desert. He lived in the desert for 40 days and everything that he was tempted with had to do with his identity, who he was and what he believed. And a quick thought about belief, believe, be, leave, to be and to live, it's actually how you be, it's actually how you live. Many of us, we don't be and live what we believe anyway. We actually live and believe and think very different things than what we actually think in our mind, theologically or any other way. And so Jesus was confronted 
with his being, with his living, and also with what he believed to be true. He told Satan that you can't tempt God, you can't do things, you can't, you know, even Satan used scripture and Jesus used it to identify himself even greater with the calling that happened by the baptism from John. So a quick little side note to say that there is going to be a space of liminality. There will be space in the desert. And I would say in that deconstruction movement, there is a lot of uh, understanding of yourself, a refining. Jesus went through the refining time in the wilderness in the desert. No one came looking for him, nervous about him or worried. As a matter of fact, many traditions and cultures we know, you have to leave the tribe, you have to leave the town to go and to find out who you are as a man in this world. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And I would say in the deconstruction movement, that's what's happening. Now this is where it could be evil, if you'd like to use that terminology. The Spiritual Nomad Podcast is a ministry of Current Collective Church, a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to holding space to experience the divine in healing and transformative ways that enable us to live into the fullness of a truly abundant life. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider a tax-deductible donation to support our ongoing effort to reimagine spiritual community. Visit thespiritualnomad.org slash give to contribute today. Thank you for your support and partnership. Deconstruction can be evil if in the wilderness, in the desert, you begin to find a, a home in the wilderness and the desert, and you begin to continually uh, remove yourself from any so, sort of growth. So a lot of times what can happen is we follow deconstruction into the wilderness, and then we just sort of leave it there. And I would say that this is a time not to be lazy or to not think about faith. It's a time to think about it even more. You've been invited into deconstruction to do something with it. And so I would think the only thing you'd be evil or sinful about it is a misuse and misappropriation of this sacred time in your life or in someone else's. So Jesus was intentional about his fasting and his praying and his combating his ego and this in Satan and all of these things. It was very important that that happened before he was released into public ministry. And so what happens in the deconstruction movement is we go to the wilderness, not for a set period of time, and it's going to be different. Everybody's journey is going to be very different. And I'm not saying that there has to be a timeline on this. What I'm saying is we have to have an intentionality and also not an assumption of where we should end up. And so if you're going through deconstruction or you're walking with someone through deconstruction, there cannot be some sort of uh, influence on a place where someone needs to end up theologically, what they think about church ecclesiologically, or even to have a particular experience of being born again in some way. There has to be all of that off the table to be able to let the organic fullness of what that might look like come to life. So that can be difficult, that can be really hard, but we have to allow that to live and to breathe and to be. And so in that place of the wilderness, 
we have to press into intentionality. But also what I can see being in the deconstruction movement myself is that there can be a sort of wallowing in brokenness that doesn't ever lead towards growth, healing, impact, meaning, purpose. It becomes critical. It becomes completely victim mindset that everyone's doing everything to me. Woe is me. And there's certainly times that people have been wronged and sinned against. There are certainly times where trauma is a real thing for a deconstructing person. But I would say that that has become a bolstering point and we've almost created a new settlement out in the wilderness and have patted each other on the back for how much trauma it is. Just like sometimes in Christian churches where you have somebody give their testimony and everybody's one-upping each other for how gnarly their testimony is. In the same way in the deconstruction movement and the settlement that we've set up in the wilderness, we try to one-up each other with our level of trauma. And sometimes things that might not even be trauma have become trauma in order to find some sort of social standing in this new development that's out in the wilderness. And so I just want to submit to you that that even might be okay for a period of time. I was there. I felt victimized for a little bit. But I believe that the Spirit comes to bring empowerment. It comes to bring a sort of new awareness. And so you might not end up in the same sort of ideas that you had before. You might not end up with the same theology. You might not end up in the same way of expressing yourself in spiritual community that is church. You might have a different reflection on your experiences and open to new and different experiences and how God might use and work through all things. But all of that is moving. It's flowing. Stagnancy is what creates a sort of uh, out of alignment. And I would argue that sin, missing the mark, literally is out of alignment. It's a catawampus understanding of our life. It's not in balance. So to live in sin is to live out of balance with the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of God brings balance into our life, which is probably a different video for a different time. But the point is, if deconstruction is evil, then it's only things that are going to bring us out of balance. Now, who gets to determine what is in balance and out of balance? I think that anything that is hurting ourselves, hurting other people, manipulating ourselves, manipulating other people, having a sort of strong-armed idea that has to sort of be present, all of those things I think are evil and are sinful and are wrong. And so I don't think that it's the questioning of theology that is sinful or wrong or evil. It's actually the inability to trust that the spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. Jesus himself said that. The spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. And in this time, he will give you the Holy Spirit that is the comforter. Who are you going to need most during this time of wondering, of unpacking, of unlearning? You're going to need to be comforted because it's very difficult. It's very hard. It's a very uh, trying time for someone going through a deconstruction of any sort. And so if you're going through a deconstruction, maybe you're even deconstructing the idea of spirit, of God, of what even any of this means, I just want to say that you can take hope and faith in the fact that this moment you are being carried. 
even if you are in opposition to what I'm saying right now, even if you don't believe the language, there is something that transcends language. There is something that transcends this sort of verbal articulation of idea. And you can sense and you can feel the presence of wholeness, of being carried, of being held. And that, my friend, is God. And so you can be rest assured that you are carried through this time and to keep going. It's okay. You're okay. You're completely safe to enter into these spaces. You're actually, this might be triggering to you, you're actually following footsteps of Jesus by going into the unknown. And that is worthy. If you're watching this because you're scared for a friend and you're still watching this, that's good. Um, if you've not turned it off by now, walk with that person, hold them with openness, love them in the same way that Christ loves you without any sort of record of wrong, without any sort of manipulation or any sort of agreement or contract. Love that person through everything that they're going through and experiencing. And if they experiment and dabble into very far out stuff to you, be there with them for them in a non-judgmental way and be Jesus embodied. Walk with that person. Do not judge them. Because here's the thing. They're going through things and you might even be subject to the thing that Jesus was talking about that you need to take the plank out of your own eyes so that you can see to take the speck out of the others. Maybe we might be who are walking with people in deconstruction prone to something worse and that is religious hypocrisy and a Pharisee spirit. That is way more worse than any sort of theological wondering. So we have to walk with people through this in non-judgmental, caring, and loving ways. Share this video with a friend um, that is deconstructing or walking with someone deconstructing or a pastor. I'm a pastor myself. If you are a pastor who is looking to walk with your church community through deconstruction and helping people through that, reach out to me. I would love to help assist in any way that I can. So once again, subscribe, like, share, and we'll see you on the next video. listening to the Spiritual Nomad podcast. As always, we would love for you to subscribe, leave a review, and share this channel with a friend. If you would like to financially support the Spiritual Nomad project, visit thespiritualnomad.org slash give. To contact Luke, you can email him directly, luke at thespiritualnomad.org, or send a direct message on Instagram. Until next time, grace, peace, and love.